Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Nation.com, Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Okay, Bob, let's go to Veronica Johnson, 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist. Scattered showers here this evening, overnight and through tomorrow morning. In fact, Southern Maryland could hold on to that rain until about 2 to 3 p.m. tomorrow. At least a chance. Temperatures overnight, not too chilly at all, 45 to 50 degrees, with high temperatures tomorrow, 55 to 60. I'm 7 News, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Alexandria 47, Penn Quarter 47, and Columbia. Columbia 41. The heaviest rain is northeast of Baltimore, but we're still getting quite a bit of rain in Frederick County, Maryland, uh, and Carroll County as well. 759 here on WTOP. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, we have breaking news as the Odysseus lunar lander is now the first U.S.-made spacecraft to touch down on the moon in about 50 years. Congress careens toward another government shutdown, 815 or so. We'll hear from Axios Live with the latest on where negotiations stand. Labor unions lay out their concerns about the plan for a new Alexandria arena. I'm Nick Ainelli. And the latest on those robberies at the Chinatown Walgreens in D.C. As prosecutors say it was an inside job, four indictments tonight. It's 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuiper. A private U.S. company with help from NASA funding has made a successful moon landing. Houston, Odysseus has found his new home. It's the first time the U.S. has landed on the moon since 1972. CBS News space consultant Bill Harwood. This is the fourth attempt by a, a privately built lander to reach the surface. The, the preceding three all failed. But it's very difficult. It's very complicated. And, of course, these companies don't have the limitless budgets that an agency like NASA has. The craft is part of NASA's effort to commercialize moon deliveries ahead of the planned return of astronauts. We're learning more about the number of the sanctions the U.S. plans to announce against Russia tomorrow. Treasury officials tell CBS News there will be over 500 sanctions imposed. CBS's Nancy Cordes says the targets include companies, banks, and individuals both inside and outside Russia. How deep these sanctions will go? Will they perhaps lower the current price cap on Russian oil? Uh, these are all options, but we don't know which of those options they're going to choose. This will be the largest set of sanctions since Russia invaded Ukraine. AT&T cell service was unavailable earlier today for many across the country. The company announced late this afternoon that service was back up and it apologized to customers. No reason has been given for the outage and CBS's Joe Ling Kent reports. The FBI is in contact with AT&T and the FCC is actively investigating. The National Security Council says there's no reason to think that this was a cybersecurity incident. In New Mexico, a trial is underway for a weapon specialist charged with involuntary manslaughter on the set of the movie Rust. The latest from CBS's Stacey Lynn. Prosecutors laid out their case against Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, saying she should be held responsible for failing to follow standard safety protocols. Failing to make those vital safety checks, uh, the defendant acted, neg- acted negligently and without due caution. Attorney Jason Lewis. The decisions she made that day ultimately contributed to Ms. Hutchins' death. Her attorney told jurors his clients being used as a scapegoat by the production company, prosecutors, and Alec Baldwin. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. 
A judge rules that a black high school student's months-long punishment by his Texas school district for refusing to change his hair length does not violate a new state law prohibiting race-based hair discrimination. Daryl George says he hasn't been in his regular classes at his Houston area high school since August 31st. You're the only one stuck in a room for a whole semester, a whole year at that. It makes you feel some type of way because you can't be a child like everybody else. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. 803 here on WTOP. Thursday night, February 22nd, 2024. Reagan National at 46. Still some rain in the region down to 40. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. And we're examining again the ongoing battle over possibly moving the Capitals and Wizards to Alexandria. Tonight we hear from influential labor groups in Northern Virginia. They are against the new arena. They say the construction plan does not include enough protections for workers who would be developing this site. WTOP's Nick Ainelli with our report. Workers also deserve to benefit from this project and should have a seat at the table. That's Virginia Diamond, president of the Northern Virginia AFL-CIO, laying out concerns about the arena plan. It does not come with the promise of good jobs. She says talks have stalled with the real estate developer J.B.G. Smith on possibly approving a project labor agreement that would include protections for workers such as good pay and benefits, plus a requirement for local hiring of people from disadvantaged communities. It isn't over, though, says Evan Regan Levine, the chief strategy officer for J.B.G. Smith. We're disappointed, frankly, that we haven't been able to see a labor agreement come together. We've been earnestly at the table working in good faith. And he says those negotiations have not ended. In Alexandria, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. The Democratic-controlled Virginia Senate and House of Delegates both passed their own proposed two-year state budget tonight. Lawmakers will now get to work on a compromise budget to send to Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin. Both chambers signed off on amendments in the 2024 through 2026 budget that Youngkin first proposed in December, overhauling his version and stripping out all but one component of his proposed tax policy changes. The House and Senate both opted to keep Youngkin's pitch to expand the sales tax to cover digital services, including streaming subscriptions. Well, new this evening on WTOP, we're focused on that D.C. Walgreens drugstore that kept getting robbed during the last half of last year. And into this year, two former managers and two accomplices are all charged in connection with what prosecutors are calling a series of inside job robberies at the Walgreens in Chinatown. Michael Robinson of Maryland has been indicted, along with Kamanye Williams, London Teeter, and Johnny Robinson, the last three people all of D.C., Robinson and Teeter worked as store managers at this Walgreens on 7th Street Northwest. Prosecutors say that they organized the robberies nearly once a month at that store, and that began in July of last year. Prosecutors say the managers knew, for example, the cash transfers, when those would be happening at the store. They arranged to have masked gunmen come in at certain times. The case is being investigated by the FBI's Violent Crimes Task Force. 806, a D.C. firm that recruited teachers in Central and South American nations, is getting shut down by the city's attorney general. 
WTOP's Scott Gelman tells us the business is accused of charging those educators thousands of extra dollars. Earl Francisco Lopez is accused of pretending to be a visa sponsor who has the power to get teachers fired or deported. Wendy Weinberg with the D.C. Attorney General's office says he charged a lot of extra fees on top of other legitimate charges. When people didn't pay, he threatened them with deportation. He threatened them with losing their jobs and was charging late fees that were illegal under D.C. law. He recruited over 60 teachers to work in D.C. schools and Weinberg says he didn't follow through on some promises. Support in terms of getting housing and getting set up with things like social security numbers and required vaccines. As part of a settlement deal, his firm has been completely shut down. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. How books are selected and who makes that call in public and school libraries are part of the debate over a bill in the Maryland General Assembly. WTOP's Kate Ryan has the latest on the legislation. It's called the Freedom to Read Act. The bill that includes protections for public library staff over book selections got a hearing before a House committee in Annapolis. Susie Scott with the Harford County chapter of Moms for Liberty questioned how the book Gender Queer was available in a school library and told the panel... Uh, I'm not a book banner. I'm a concerned parent, and I oppose House Bill 785. Thank you. Neil Goldberg, a Carroll County parent who said he had three sons in the county schools, supports the bill that also increases the penalty for people who remove or vandalize books. Referring to parents and groups that want to censor or remove books from libraries, Goldberg said, Their parental rights end where mine begin, and I urge you all to vote in favor of the Freedom to Read Act. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. The next time you're on Metro, don't be surprised to see more transit police officers walking around the stations. Metro says it's increasing patrols on buses and at the stations to improve everyone's safety. Metro also reminds it has nearly 30,000 cameras across the system to make it easier for officers to respond to incidents and emergencies. Coming up here on WTOP, new jobless claims fell last week. Seems that no matter what else this economy is doing, the employment situation remains pretty strong. We're going to stay on top of it for you here on WTOP. 808. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks with Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Maryland, on the inner loop of the Beltway before Georgia Avenue, now authorities with a crash block in the left lane, car into a truck, and it is just a bit slow getting past it. So be alert coming up the hill toward Georgia Avenue. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each doing all right, as is 270. 50 out to the Bay Bridge, that is running well. And Beltway in Prince George's County also runs without delay. Virginia Beltway looks pretty good as well. But in Virginia, 66 westbound, the crash of Route 50 is gone, but still working on the one in Loudoun County, northbound Pacific Boulevard at Relocation Drive, westbound on Miniville Road in Prince William County. The crash remains at Delaney Road, 395 and 95 each running without delay in the district. Northbound 395 and Main Avenue, the tractor trailer stopped in the center of the roadway. Go electric, the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4SX. Uh, state and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitsmall.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Now to 7 News. First alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. You've kept the umbrella handy for today, and you'll need it through tomorrow morning for much of the area. Southern Maryland, your rain could last till 2 or 3 p.m. tomorrow. And temperatures, at least they're not going to be terribly cold. 
Overnight, 45 to 50 degrees, which is actually closer to average high temperatures for this time of the year. Tomorrow afternoon, 55 to 60 degrees. Clearing skies, clouds will be moving out for the late afternoon and evening. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Reagan National 46, BWI Marshall 44, Dulles 43. The forecast says we're not expected to get much colder than that, although we could drop into the 30s in a few places. And as far as rain, it was raining pretty heavily earlier, but the systems are pushing to the north and east pretty quickly getting out of here. So right around the Beltway in D.C., the close-in suburbs, either light sprinkles or no sprinkles at all. You'll still get some rain in northern Frederick County and northern Carroll County in Maryland. And then if you happen to be on 95 on the road to Philadelphia, you'll definitely get some rain in northeastern Maryland if you've made it that far. The system's pushing to the northeast. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. 810. Money News 10 and 40 past the hour with Ian Crawford. Record earnings for AI chip maker NVIDIA lead the charge for records on Wall Street. The Dow Jones finishing up 457. The S&P up 105. The Nasdaq up almost 3%. Not a record, but close. The Labor Department reports jobless benefit applications fell to their lowest level in five weeks last week. Applications fell by 12,000. Freddie Mac says the price of a 30-year fixed mortgage rate is up again, third week in a row, now sitting at 6.9%. A 15-year fixed rate up now to 6.29%. Ian Crawford, WTOP News. Most Asia-Pacific markets are higher. Tokyo stocks up 2%. South Korea's Kospi a half percent higher. And the Shanghai Composite so far is flat. Still to come here tonight on WTOP, can Congress avoid another government shutdown? We're counting down a little more than a week from now. And that may happen. We'll get the scoop from Axios. On WTOP. Hi, I'm Todd Jones, Vice President of Sales for Regency Furniture Showrooms. We began advertising with WTOP News way back in 2010. And over the years, thousands of people have come into a Regency Furniture Showroom after hearing our messages on the radio. WTOP is an outstanding advertising platform if you want to drive qualified customers to your stores. It's one of the many reasons Regency has grown so fast. At Regency, we take pride in thousands of Washingtonians spending quality time together, enjoying a meal around our dining room table, relaxing on our sofas, and getting a restful night's sleep on our brand name mattresses. At WTOP, they take pride in creating customized marketing plans for their advertisers that deliver measurable results. So if you're looking for quality, in-stock furniture at a great price, visit any of our Regency Furniture locations in the DMV. And if you need help attracting new customers to your business, I encourage you to contact WTOP at WTOP.com and search advertise. It's not quite spring allergy time, but it is time to get ready for it. That's on the way later this half hour on WTOP. 813. The Capital Remodel and Garden Show, February 23rd through 25th at the Dulles Expo Center. All active military personnel, veterans, police, first responders, and medical professionals receive free admission on Friday of the show. Plus, courtesy of Honor Brewing, the first 50 heroes will receive a voucher for a free appetizer redeemable at the Honor Brewing, Loudon, and Fairfax locations. For show details, visit CapitalRemodelAndGarden.com. United Bank has a long history of safe, sound, and secure banking practices, providing customers in our region peace of mind for decades. This commitment earned United Bank the title of most trustworthy bank in America by Newsweek this year. With a responsive team, local decision-making, and personal service, 
United Bank is proud to be the community bank of the nation's capital and the most trustworthy bank in America. To learn more, visit bankwithunited.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I'm Katie from Long Baths. For decades, we've helped families just like yours bring beauty, value, and safety to their homes. You've been thinking about upgrading your old bath or shower. Now's the time. With seven decades of experience and our lifetime warranty, you'll be thinking, what took me so long? Right now, get 50% off materials, plus no payments and no interest for two years. Visit longbaths.com to get your free estimate today. Hi, I'm Jill Ott, and for over 20 years, I've been bringing all my pets to Rocky Gorge Animal Hospital. What I love most about Rocky Gorge is the care, concern, and compassion they show. Whether you are in need of emergency animal care, an extended stay for your pet, or a new vet you can depend on, I can't recommend Rocky Gorge Animal Hospital enough. From everyone at Rocky Gorge, thank you for trusting your pet's care to us. And don't forget, we're here for you and your pets 24-7, 365 days a year. And we'll never forget, nothing warms the heart like a cold nose. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 815, and I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks a lot for being with us. The federal government is facing another potential shutdown. It is almost time around here in our newsroom to say countdown to shutdown on WTOP. It's a week from Friday that we could have that uh, shutdown, partial shutdown, if Congress fails to pass a spending plan or at least a stopgap spending bill to extend things further. Spare hundreds of thousands of federal workers here in the D.C. areas. Uh, uh, D.C. area furloughs to keep them from being furloughed or to have to work without pay. Let's take you live tonight to Axios congressional reporter Eugene Scott. Welcome back. Always good to hear about your reporting and to hear your voice, Eugene. What are you hearing tonight about where things stand? Any work being done or are they just kind of watching and waiting like we are? Eugene, are you with us? All right, it seems that we may have lost our connection with Eugene. I'm going to move on to some other stories here and wait for our uh, desk to tell me if he's back on the line. This summer, Maryland will start training nurses and physicians assistants to perform abortions in addition to doctors. The Baltimore Banner reports it's part of a state-funded program aimed at expanding abortion access around the state. $10.6 million are being given out by the University of Maryland School of Medicine and the University of Maryland Baltimore to make it happen. Initially, the Maryland Abortion Training Program will focus on medication abortions that account for more than half of all abortions across the country. Do you have the sniffles or itchy eyes, even though it's still the dead of winter here? For many, it could mark the start of this year's first allergy season. I hope it's not that bad, but springtime allergies have begun. The pollen's already out. Silver spring allergist doctor in Karuka, Ericosima. The juniper trees, which are related to the cedar trees, as well as the elm tree pollens, um, have already started coming out. And more trees will kick in soon. She says she's seeing patients with itchy eyes you can also experience. Itchy nose, um, runny nose, stuffy nose, uh, sneezing, and sometimes people have what we call a post-nasal drip. Now's the time, she says, to start an allergy plan if you have one with your allergist, which usually includes medicines. Also, in some cases, nasal saline sprays or allergy eye drops can help with symptoms. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Well, talk about one expensive printing error. The mistake will cost local governments in Maryland about a quarter billion dollars over the next three years in property taxes. Maryland's Department of Assessments and Taxation failed to mail out more than 100,000 property tax assessments before the end of last year. The vendor that prints and mails those letters says it has resolved the error, and the notice should be hitting mailboxes in coming weeks. 
But if that deadline is not moved, it could have a major ripple effect on county budgets. State lawmakers are now looking into legislative solutions to address the missed mailing deadline. 817 on WTOP. Top stories we're working on here. The Odysseus lunar lander is set down on the moon's surface tonight. The U.S. charges four accused weapons smugglers who are tied to the deaths of two Navy SEALs overseas. President Biden has met with the widow and daughter of the late Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny before the president is set to announce new sanctions on Russia tomorrow. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. Get traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. And Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Virginia, 66 westbound to Route 50, the crash is gone. But Loudoun County still has the crash on Pacific Boulevard, northbound at Relocation Drive. And southbound traffic on 395 and 95, completely clear, running pretty well. In fact, in both directions on each. But in Prince William County, Minneville Road, westbound at Delaney Road, still has the crash. And in Maryland, on the inner loop of the Beltway, coming up the hill toward Georgia Avenue, the crash remains blocking the left lane. <clears throat> on 395 northbound of Main Avenue, the truck has moved on, so good news there. In Maryland, 50 to the Bay Bridge runs well. 95 on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway doing all right, as is 270. Nutanix drastically simplifies the public cloud infrastructure build-out process, enabling workload portability without refactoring. Check their receipts at Nutanix.com slash WTLP. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. All right, Bob, it's Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. More rain coming our way this evening overnight and first thing Friday for many. We do have a chance of rain down through southern Maryland until 2 to 3 p.m. So that's where the rain is going to hold on the longest. Temperature-wise, not too bad. 45 to 50 degrees by early Friday morning and 55 to 60 degrees for Friday afternoon. Now, I am tracking a chilly, if not cold Saturday with sunshine. I'm forecasting 45 degrees, but feeling like we're in the 30s with a breezy northwesterly wind. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Now at Fort Belvoir, it's 47, Foggy Bottom 46, Silver Spring 42 degrees. And still, depending on where you are in our area, you may be getting some rain. Northern Frederick and Carroll counties and parts of western Maryland getting some rain. The heaviest uh, rain that was affecting eastern parts of the listening area, that rain as well, north Northeast of Baltimore now and on the road to northern Delaware and eventually Philadelphia. It's 820 on WTOP and we always appreciate your company at night. The federal government now facing another potential shutdown. Congress has until March 1st, a week from Friday, to pass a budget or a stopgap spending bill to avoid that partial government shutdown and spare hundreds of thousands of federal workers here in D.C. from having to work without pay or just being furloughed, waiting at home to see what the next step is. Let's take you live to Axios congressional reporter Eugene Scott. Welcome back, Eugene. What are you hearing tonight about any negotiations that will avoid what I just described? Well, it's seeming like it will be difficult uh, to avoid uh, a government shutdown and that Republicans uh, believe that that's where they're headed, uh, given the different stances and priorities uh, lawmakers in that party seem to have when it comes to funding the government. What's going on with Speaker Mike Johnson? Is he following in the footsteps, even though he doesn't want to, of the previous occupant of the job, uh, Kevin McCarthy? 
Well, certainly not intentionally, but it's going to be very difficult for him to keep everybody uh, on board. Uh, the reality is that different Republicans have different uh, priorities and that if he uh, doesn't meet the needs or desires, should I say, of some lawmakers in his party, usually those on the most far right, that someone could file a motion to vacate. What are their needs and desires? What are they demanding? Well, it's not quite clear. I mean, they certainly do not want to see a number of programs funded that they feel like are, you know, too liberal or generous to uh, immigrants or uh, individuals that they feel like could be benefiting from uh, government programs that uh, do not need additional funding. Uh, there's certainly always going to be pressure um for more border security, uh, and it seems as if uh, if these individuals cannot figure out a way to compromise with other Republicans in their party, much less Democrats, uh, that they will not vote in a way that keeps the government open. Since Johnson has been in office in the relatively short time since that happened, he's used these continuing resolutions, these stopgap bills, to keep things running. Has he run out of time uh, there is he no longer allowed to use them because of the uh, the far right uh, members that demand that he not do it. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, there are still uh, some negotiations being had. As you know, lawmakers have been out of Washington for a while for the recess since uh, President's Day, and uh, many are still trying to figure out if there's a way to come to a solution to keep uh, the government open. But it's seeming unlikely. Yeah. Uh, And are you hearing people speaking openly about, yeah, it's pretty much going to happen. We're going to shut down for a while. Um, A handful of people have said that it's it's looking like it's definitely going to happen. But most people are saying it's headed in that direction. The reality is no one wants to say this early that something that, you know, disastrous will definitely happen. They want to be able to find a solution or at least communicate to some of their constituents that they're working on it and that it's not a done deal yet. Yeah, I, I, this is really is a, a question out of uh, left field because uh, the way the nation has been going and Congress has been going, it's been all battles and uh, corrosive atmospheres and and uh, uh, polarization. But is there any, I don't know, out of nowhere hope of, of some bipartisanship to actually work together and get something done? I mean, certainly in the Senate, I mean, Mitch McConnell has been uh, very vocal about his hope that, uh, you know, his chamber can come together and uh, figure out a solution. But the House has just had a very difficult time the last few years uh, getting everyone on the same page for things when it comes to uh, funding, especially uh, specific programs in the government that aren't popular. So it's not clear. All right. We'll keep uh, counting down to that potential shutdown, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you again, Eugene. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Eugene Scott, live on WTOP, Axios congressional reporter. Without a lot of positive news at at this time, a little more than a week out uh, for a possible government shutdown. Stay with us on WTOP. We've got the latest from the sports desk just 30 seconds away. PJ Fitzpatrick has a great plan to save on your electric bill. Replace your leaky, drafty old windows with beautifully designed budget-friendly, energy-efficient American-made windows. PJ Fitzpatrick has a variety of financing packages that work with most any budget. Plus, PJ Fitzpatrick provides the ultimate peace of mind. Thousands of five-star reviews and their famous lifetime guarantee on materials and labor. You can have it all. Visit TrustPJ.com today for a free design consultation. That's TrustPJ.com. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. 
And it's 825. Right back to Rob Woodfork. The Capitals in the second period in Tampa leading the Lightning 3-1 to deep into this middle frame. Anthony Mantha scored just two minutes after Brandon Hagel broke up Charlie Lindgren's shutout. It's his 18th goal of the season. The Caps scored twice in the opening period. First, Nicholas Abe-Kubel in his return to the lineup, and Connor McMichael netted his 11th goal of the season in an encore from his first career multi-goal game on Tuesday. Charlie Lindgren with 16 saves for the good guys so far. The Wizards officially return from the All-Star break tonight in Denver. They're a 15-and-a-half point underdog to the defending champion Nuggets when this one tips off at the top of the